0: Bibles, if you would turn to Isaiah chapter sixty-three. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter sixty-three. If you can stand in honor of God's word, and let's let's pray first, and then we'll. Uh, you can remain standing, of course, and then we'll get right into the the word of God. Okay, let's pray. Father, again, we do thank you for the things we've enjoyed, not just uh, this evening uh, through the course of this week, and. As we really kind of focus on tonight, 43 years of your goodness and good things that we rejoice in, and uh, we just praise you, Lord, for how good you are, and uh, we're not worthy of your goodness, but it's just your nature. You are good, and so, Father, we thank you that you are. Thank you that that goodness spills over to us individually. And I pray tonight we'd realize it once more. Certainly uh, the most good, the greatest thing you would ever uh, do for us or would do for us and certainly want to do for all of us is win us to yourself, impart to us the gift of eternal life. And and I know the focus uh, through the course of the week has been really on our place as uh, children of God, as your servants. But we certainly want to be conscious that in the midst of services like this, there could be someone here who's never trusted you personally as their Savior. And so I trust that as only the Holy Spirit can do, He'll take the messages and certainly apply it to that need, and the attention would be gotten there so that they might uh, then have the uh, determination to act upon what you would reveal to them they need in their life. We're thankful, Lord, that you can and will meet that need even tonight. Uh, today is the day of salvation for anyone that's lost. And so I pray you impart that, impress that upon their heart even tonight. But For those that are saved, may it be again another time when we come apart and rest a little while in your word and that you would take it and uh, admonish, encourage, comfort, all the things that it does for us. We pray you'd do it again tonight. You know the need, and so we'll just ask you to personalize it. And meet that need, and we'll praise you for it, and thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, you can be seated. Well, what did I say? Stay stay standing. (laughs) You do things out of order, and yeah, okay, yeah, okay. You you needed the exercise anyway, after all that food, yeah, okay. All right, Isaiah Isaiah chapter 63. Just going to have you read one verse here, and then you can sit down, okay? Verse number 7. I will mention the loving kindnesses of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us, and the great goodness toward the house of Israel which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindnesses. And all God's people said Amen. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> I thought it would be good tonight. It's banquet and enjoying the fellowship. And, and again, the the reason for this whole meeting is to celebrate 43 years that God has blessed Liberty Baptist Tabernacle with. And uh, Can we all say he's been good for 43 years? Yeah, he has, yeah. And just the fact that the church is here, still stands where it's always stood, is continuing steadfastly in the faith, uh, that's a hallelujah. That's a praise the Lord. That's a thank you, Jesus. Yes, it is. And so uh, I thought it would be good just to take a little time tonight and kind of focus on that in that way, just recognizing, you know, How good God is, how good he's been, but he's not just been good, he is good. Uh, Over 11 years ago now, uh, I had my youth director, associate pastor, uh, Doug Taylor was his name. uh, He contracted leukemia, and for a little better than two years he fought that, I mean put up quite a fight. Uh, But he lost the fight in May. Eleven and a half years ago, and uh, anyone that knows about going through that sort of thing, you go through all the chemo treatment. He went through the sickle you know the uh, cell transplant thing, and um, it was tough, and uh, changed his appearance. He got all bloated, I mean, uh, heart-wrenching. you know what? I didn't hear him complain one time. In fact, what I did hear him say, and he came to be known for saying, was God is good all the time. Just heard Brother Nathan (laughs) sing it so well. God is good all the time. time. Yeah, all the time. In this passage, uh, I came across this some years ago. We were doing a study through... uh, the major and then the minor prophets. If you're familiar with particularly the minor prophets, but it's the same with the major prophets, when the prophets showed up on the scene, <clears throat> at this time in Israel's history, it was usually not good. In fact, it's interesting. You can go back a little bit earlier in their history, and uh, they had a king that God had <clears throat> decided he'd had enough of by the name of Saul, and he was going to replace him with a man after his own heart. And so he revealed to Samuel, uh, he wanted him to go to Bethlehem, Judah, and he said, I've chosen the next king from there, and I want you to go and anoint him. It's kind of an interesting read. Uh, of course, he, he doesn't tell anybody why he's going there, and he certainly doesn't want Saul to know about it. And so he just kind of shows up there. And the Bible says in, in uh, 1 Samuel there, uh, says the elders of the city trembled at his Samuel's coming and they said, comest thou peaceably? <laughs> it was like, oh no, the man of God showed up. What did we do? You know, <laughs> And so there was a, an anxiety about it. Uh, but it was good. The reason Samuel was there was really for Israel's good, of course. It's interesting as you read through, and you go, as I say, you get into the minor prophets. I'm telling you. It's rough reading. I mean, you got to just kind of slog through that because for the most part, it's just judgment. I mean, God's just telling through each of those prophets, this is the message, it ain't good. Conditions in Israel are horrible or Judah, Israel, the North, whichever the case, it's not good. And so the prophets, and you know, I think we were talking the other night, uh, uh, Elijah shows up there before Ahab and Ahab says you're the one that troubles Israel you know he said no no you're the one that troubles Israel and so it was that kind of a that kind of a contention all the time but what's really interesting is though that you read through those prophecies and those prophets and again I say it's it's distressing and discouraging and there's not much encouragement because it's all just hammering you know, with judgment. The conditions that are there are wicked, and God's just called them to account. It's tough. But there's always, any of them, there's usually a parenthetical time. I mean, even in the midst of the circumstances that are horrible, you'll read something like we read here. So I call your attention again to our passage here, verse number 7. Again, the judgment, Isaiah's... Uh, prophecy is is a judgment prophecy, but he says, but I will mention, you can say again, parenthetical here, time out, I will mention the loving kindnesses of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us, the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies. (laughs) So we were talking earlier this evening about his mercy. It endureth forever, amen. And according to the multitude of his loving kindnesses. Now, this is said in the midst of judgment and God's admonition or exhortation or (laughs) conviction against the conditions there in Israel. We'll zip up to 2022. Do we not live in a nation that the circumstances are somewhat the same? I mean, I've said many times there's an interesting parallel between Israel and America. They started out as a nation knowing full well who God was and the benefits of having him as God and yielding to him and putting his commands at the forefront of their mind and their heart, and they purposed to do those things for their own benefit. Such was the case with our founding. Uh, They're not teaching in our so-called public education today. I say so-called, it's public conditioning today. Uh, They're not teaching American history. They don't want them to know it. We have a goodly heritage, <laughs> but we've turned far from it. Right. Our founders knew the importance of, again, a nation that uh, would honor God and blessed is that nation whose God is the Lord. And they put our foundation, our constitution, the number one, when they were meeting together there in Philadelphia to pen our constitution, they, they used several resources, but the, the book they used the most is laying in your lap. They referenced it the most. And of the books of the books of the Bible, Leviticus was the passage they chose the most to study. That's pretty heavy reading. (laughs) But it's very foundational reading about the principles and the truths and the laws of God and and the benefit of operating uh, with that guideline. And so that's, that's our history. No wonder we've lasted 240 years. I mean, really. It's a testimony to the foundation that we've been built upon. But again, I say, we're, the farther we go from that, the more bizarre it gets. And here we live in a time such as that when, I mean, good is evil and evil's good. I mean, that's exactly where we are. But in the midst of it, God is good. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, yeah. rejoice. Come on. You can get in the doldrums and, and you can get discouraged and you watch the news too much. It'll affect your heart, you know. Uh, we need to have our nose in this book more than we have our eyes on the boob tube, you know. We need to give some attention to God's promises and God's encouragement, yeah. And such was the case here, you know. So in the midst of the conditions of Israel, it's, it's, not, it's not a good time. But God's still good. You know why? Because he is good. <laughs> and so I just kind of want to touch on some of that uh, here tonight. David, of course, he knew, he knew himself about the goodness of God and the fact that God is good. You may re- recall the instant, instance or the instant incident where he was getting kind of proud of his achievements as king, and so he numbered the people. Remember that story? And it wasn't about what God was doing or God's provision. It was about what David had now accomplished. And so uh, God sent the prophet Gad (laughs) to David. As we say, when the man of God shows up, it's usually not a good thing. And he calls David to account about the very thing that he's done. And of course, David, man after God's own heart, he got a tender heart. Aren't you glad God does? And David yielded and said I've sinned and so Gad told him he said well God's given you a choice of three things for for a judgment for a consequence of your sin and uh, the first one is uh, there's going to be a, a famine seven years famine you can choose that if you like uh, and of course the consequence and the hardship of those seven years the other is you're going to flee three months before your enemies and then the third one is three days of pestilence uh, a disease going to come into the camp of Israel. If you remember the story, uh, David says, "I'm not going to choose. <laughs> I'm going to allow God to choose." And he said, "Because He is merciful. <laughs> he is gracious. Come on, He is good." Amen. And so he certainly said, "I don't want to. I don't want to put it in the hands of men, like choose it. I run from my enemies for three months." I, I want God to make the choice because I know he's long-suffering and tender-hearted and he's good. <laughs> Aren't you glad he's good? Yeah. Yeah. So there's some things that are revealed to us in the Word of God about his goodness. And I'll just touch on a few of those things. I'm not going to keep you long tonight, but just, again, to call our attention, 43 years, and, and we take it for granted sometimes. God forbid that we do that. Yeah. There is a good time just to take time out, call, call for an anniversary, and just re- rejoice in and give, give attention to the fact all the goodness, the good things that we enjoy and and what we have today is just a testimony of the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for a collection of goodness over the years It kind of mounts up to where where we are today. Okay. So the first one is this. God's goodness is right. God's goodness is right. It says this in Psalm 25:8. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Someone said this God, God's goodness is right, God's righteousness is good. Come on, His ways are good. You do according to His will, it's a good thing. He has good in store for you if you'll obey His commands because His goodness is right. He's right all the time. Okay. We're prone to do wrong, but He's always right. In fact, left to ourselves, that's the direction we go. Again, Isaiah said, all we like sheep have gone astray. That's our, that's our nature. Our direction isn't to go toward God. Our nature is to drift from God. So we need a constant call, call to attention, if you will. Where are you? <laughs> Adam, where art thou? You know, it could speak to all of our hearts. But God's always good. He's always there, okay? Secondly, God's goodness is manifested, or you could say evident. Listen to this in Psalm 33, 5. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Creation itself is a testimony to God's goodness. Don't you love to go out and see some of God's beautiful work, handiwork? You know, all this is depraved. (laughs) This is all after the sin. In fact, this is all after the flood destroyed most of what the world, well, all of the world, you could say. was Reconfigured. But even still, man, I, I love to go out in the woods and see the beauty and God's handiwork, look up into the stars. It's a testimony to God's goodness. I recall as you read the account of the creation, after every day when God got done, he looked at it and he said, it's good. <laughs> in fact, there's one verse that it says it's very good. You know, God doesn't throw adjectives around. <laughs> so when he says it's very good, whoa, baby, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's good. And so God's work is good. And it's a testimony, again, uh, of his goodness. The heavens declare that the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. James said this in James 1, every good gift and every perfect gift is, of, is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Come on, God's goodness is all around us. And again, so often we're just la, 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 going along in life, not, not you know, stop and pay attention Give notice to the fact how good God is. And just the testimony of his goodness is all about us. Yeah. So his goodness is manifested or evident. Number three is his goodness is available to all. Somebody say amen. It's not just that he is good. No, you can share in it. Yeah. David said this in Psalm 34: "Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. You know, when you were when you were lost before you were saved, the Bible says you were at enmity with God, right? He's your enemy, you could say, or you're certainly his enemy. You're at enmity. When you get saved, (laughs) you change sides in the war. But you know what? When before you're saved and you're at enmity, he's a good enemy. He's gracious. He's merciful. Yeah. Because that's who he is. God is love. I mean, that, that's, it's not like he does this. No, that's who he is. And so, even when we're lost, God is good to us. But when you change sides in the war, you have a new enemy. Need I say, he is not gracious, he is not good. He is not merciful. He hates you. And he hates me. And someone said, I thought when I got saved, things would get easier. (laughs) No, now you're swimming upstream. You're going against the grain. You're going against the one who hates you, the adversary, come on, the enemy, Jesus called him. And so again, thank God, God's good. And praise God, it's not like we're fighting it by ourselves. No, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. We're on the winning side, come on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord for that. But that's not to say that we're not going to face a challenge and the difficulties of life. But we have a comforter. He's not going to leave us helpless. <laughs> praise his name. Again, because he's good. Okay, his goodness is available. Number four, his goodness is consequential. There's a result. There's, there's a benefit of sharing in his goodness. Psalm 119, 68, Thou art good and doest good. <laughs> Teach me thy statutes. Yeah. I've said many times, you know, after you're saved and you, and you go down the road of spell after you're saved, there'll be different occasions or times in your life when God will, will speak to your heart about doing this or that, per- perfect will for your life, and you're supposed to yield to his leadership. You're supposed to yield to his leadership. But too often, if once too often, we resist doing what he wants and we purpose to do what we want. But we get down the road and I've often said this, you'll never look back, I've never heard anyone say this. I don't expect to ever hear this. Someone say, you know, if I could go back, I don't think I'd get saved. <laughs> I'm sorry I ever got saved. I've never heard that. If someone were to say such a thing, I would probably say, you probably weren't saved to begin with. (laughs) Okay. But I've never heard anybody say that. I'll tell you what I have heard people say. I wish I could go back and do what God wanted me to do. I look back and say, you know, I think if I could go back, I wouldn't surrender to preach. Preach. Now, I've had some times when I might have thought about that. <laughs> but honestly, I'd say, man, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. Well, my wife's the greatest thing that ever happened. Better hasten to say that. But <clears throat> come on, there are things in our lives that we could say, you know, what well, God wanted us to do this and that, and and we yielded to it and did it, we'll never get to the point I, I wish I hadn't done what God said. Oh, but I wish I had have done what God said. Yeah. So again, that that principle, again, uh, of God's goodness is consequential. You do good, come on, you can expect God's blessing. You do what he wants you to do, he's going to reward you. It's, it's a good thing. Come on, parents, help me here. It's, this is, young people, are you listening up? Your parents are not just ogres. Put these restraints on you, don't let you do anything. They love you. They want the best for you. Many times they say, don't go the way I went. I'm trying to keep you from making the stupid mistakes I made in life. And so they're trying to protect you. Well, hey, we got a heavenly father that does the same thing. He say, what he wants us to do, what he, yield, you know, impresses upon our heart is for our good. So again, his goodness is consequential. Number five, his goodness is memorable. It's memorable. Psalm 145, 4 and verse 7 One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. (laughs) We've got all kinds of memorable stories and accounts here of God's goodness. Verse 7 says, They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. We won't take testimony time here tonight. It's Saturday night. I've promised to try to get done early. (laughs) But if we took time for testimonies, I'd like to think there'd be a vast majority of us that could stand and say, preacher, let me tell you about this time in my life when God showed himself strong. (laughs) Come on, you got some events you look back to and say... Oh, baby, don't tell me God's dead. I talked to him this morning. It's that kind of thing. I had some personal experience when God delivered me, when God provided for me, when I saw God do something nobody else could do because my God is almighty. Yes, sir. And I saw his hand move. Oh, man, I, I could wax long tonight giving you testimony just in my ministry of events. Oh, man, I had one time, and I'll just briefly say, it was like this. A difficult time. We're facing some challenges in our church. And I just told my wife, leave me alone. I'm going down to the basement. And I'm going to spend time with God. And I'm telling you, I had a time. <laughs> it, it is a landmark event in my life. And it was an emotional roller coaster. I mean, I was laughing one minute and I'm weeping the next. And it was like God was right across the table from me. Talking to me, I didn't hear any audible voice, but it was just as clear. (laughs) I was in his word, Proverbs, and trust in the Lord with all thine heart. I'm, I'm talking like I'm hearing God say this to me. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. He shall direct thy paths. Oh, I'm telling you, it was a special time. And I've had others as well. Come on, have you? I mean, certain times. I mean, memorable stuff. It's not like you say, can you think of any time? Well, let me, let me think. <laughs> no, bingo. I mean, right in the middle of your mind, right there. It's something very conscious of. I've seen God move in my life. Boy, that's, that's a blessing. And we need that. It was it Gideon said when the angel, you know, God came to him and said, you're the man. And he said, well, we've heard, you know, we've heard about what God did and In Egypt and brought him across, and we've heard, but I've never seen God do anything in my life. Well, he was about to witness it. (laughs) I think that was a memorable account in his life. Come on, we need that. And God's good to do that, yeah. His goodness is memorable. Then, number six, and this is the last one His goodness is faithful. You can depend on Him. Nahum chapter 1 verse 7, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Go back to what James said when he said, with him there is no variableness. God doesn't, you know, he's, he comes through now and then, you're not kind of sure this time if he'll do it. No, he's static. He's faithful. We heard about it the other night. He's the same. Yesterday, today, forever. Come on. Thank God for his faithfulness. That's right. Great is thy faithfulness. Somebody ought to write a song about that. His faithfulness is great. Yeah, amen. And it's, it's all, I mean, it's, again, it's not sometimes. He's always that, <laughs> which speaks again of his goodness. Go, go back to our text here and we'll close this. Look, look at verse number nine. <clears throat> well, verse eight, we'll get down through nine. For he said, God said, surely they are my people. Talking about Israel. Children that will not lie. <laughs> yeah, well, God's gracious. <clears throat> so he was their Savior. But look at this, verse 9. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them and he bare them and carried them all the days of old. <laughs> they never lied, right? Yeah, right. They lied to themselves many times, okay? But even in the midst of all that, when they were afflicted because of their own wrongdoing, God was afflicted. Why? Because, again, I said, David was after his heart. He's tender hearted. Yeah. So, again, God is faithful in his grace and in his mercy, in his love. But overall, just sum it up, he's good. Amen. We serve a great God. But we serve a good God. And when is he good? All the time. All the time. Aren't you glad? Amen. Something with, for which to rejoice as you kind of take time out to recognize 43 years of that. Because too often we just kind of along for the ride. And it's a good ride. It's good. We don't take time to recognize it's good because God is good. Praise his name. Let's pray. <clears throat> Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time tonight. Thank you for the time this week. Thank you for the design of it. As Pastor has set aside a time that we recognize how good you've been to Liberty Baptist Tabernacle. Good in its very beginning. Good in the fact that you called Brother Williams here. And this work was planted and nurtured and grew and thri- uh, thrived and came to the point when brother brooks became pastor and thank you lord that the, the course that's been charted it's still on that course continuing to produce and to progress and we can certainly praise you for the people you use in the accomplishment of that but the emphasis is there it's what you have used <laughs> what you have done with the people that are here. So beyond it all, the celebration, Lord, is for you and of you and about you because you're so good. Thank you for the good God you are. (laughs) Thank you that when we were unlovely, you loved us still. Thank you when we're never worthy of your mercy and your grace and even of your certainly your salvation. You saved us still. You comfort us still. You provide for us still. You help us still. Why? Because you are still good. Always. We praise you for it. May your goodness really be sensed and appreciated here tonight. As we go into the Lord's Day tomorrow, may we come with that kind of a spirit, rejoicing, praising you, excited, for what you have done and then for what you're going to do on the Lord's day. And come expecting because we can expect you to continue to be good because you are. Thank you, Lord. Speak to hearts here tonight what you would intend to do individually. May you accomplish it here this evening. And We'll praise you and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.